everybody. Grab your Bible, pencil, journal, and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Job chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. One day, the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with him. The Lord asked Satan, where have you come from? From roaming through the earth, Satan answered him, and walking around on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? No one else on earth is like him, a man of perfect integrity who fears God and turns away from evil. Satan answered the Lord, Just Job, fear God for nothing. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara, I am Dot's daughter, and every week we sit down together and we talk through truth and scripture. And in this episode, we dive into the book of Job. And it may not be exactly what you think. Yes, Job is known as the book of suffering, but we dive into other truths that God has shown us throughout this episode. You know, we really raise the question, would would you serve God for nothing? And you know, honestly answering that. And and it's a really vulnerable and sweet episode, I personally think. So we are really glad that you're here. Pull up a chair and join in the conversation. Good morning, Kara. Wow. Good morning, Mom. This is a great day. It is. For the listeners to know, we are recording about 12 hours earlier, or not 12, but a lot earlier than we usually do. So, And I, I love mornings. Yes, you do. Yeah. I don't know. I'm indifferent, but I don't mind mornings, but I, it just takes me a while to function. Yeah, you are. And we are in Job, and you have a lot of things you like about Job. You've talked a lot about Job. What is it that you you love about Job? Or do you love Job? Or do you have questions about Job? I mean, none of the above. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just didn't rattle off. I I don't I'm indifferent about Job. I don't really I just feel like there's a lot in Job. I mm-hmm. think I feel like Job gets a bad rap sometimes. Or is it rep? Mm-hmm. Anyway. I don't um, think Job's a rapper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean probably not. But anyway, he yeah, I don't know. I don't really have any thoughts about this is clearly I'm glad we went and said it's been early morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you are so right in the fact that really and truly, Job, there's so much in there. You know, really, Kara, there's more questions probably that comes out of Job than it answers. There's a lot of questions. What do you mean by a that? A lot of like, well, when people hear that, uh, what I just read about, you know, Satan comes into the presence of God. Do you know that I've heard all my life? That God just cannot stand evil. Evil cannot be in God's presence. Now, obviously, God hates evil, but God's not afraid of evil. And and so, a lot of people will say, "Oh, if you're doing something wrong, you know, God just won't be able to handle it. You'll never feel God's presence." Now, you probably wouldn't feel God's presence because you're living in sin and you don't want to feel or sense His presence. But God's not afraid of evil. And so at the very beginning, we see where Satan enters into the presence of God. And God asks him a question. Now, Kara, let's think about this. Wouldn't you love for a holy God to say, that Kara, I mean, she is something else. That girl, she is really righteous. She is, I mean, she is above all. She is like, she is a girl of integrity. 
I mean, I would like for him to say that, but I don't want him to tell Satan that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, exactly. Like, don't bring up my name. (laughs) Yeah, I would rather, let's not call out names, God. Mm -hmm. Um, Thanks for the compliment, but... You could tell David about me. You can tell, you know, Moses, maybe some of the other people, but let's, let's leave me out of your conversation with Satan. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's, I've thought about it so many times. I'm like, you know, God, really and truly, I thought about that. I thought, I love the fact that you would say, you know, that you're very proud of me. And I think, you know, as God's children, he's proud of us. He created us. Not always proud of some of the things that we do. But, you know, he is Yeah, he's proud of us as who we are, because we are a child right. of God. But God does bring up Job's integrity, what he does. Well, he God brings does. up, well, yeah, it's God's idea for Satan to test him. Well, and that's another question. So what do you think about that? Well, I think that I don't have a clue what God does and why <laughs> God does it. Yeah. Because I do not know, like God, and I don't want to know like that, because then he'd be on my level and we'd all be in trouble. But I, I do believe with all of my heart, there are some of these things that are in the book of Job that does answer a lot of questions, but it also raises a lot of questions as well. But right. I think I think that there is this thing, you know, you think about the sovereignty of God. So if there's a sovereignty of God, then why was God even talking to Satan? Why would even God bring up Job's name? So there's a lot of things like, is God in control or is Satan in control? Of course, you know, you read the book of Job and all through the line, even though God, you know, brought up Job's name, God also set the limit of what Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't, me personally, I have never read Job and felt like God was out of control because it was God's idea lack of a better word. Well, let me ask you this. If God is a loving God, why would God bring up Job to be suffering? That's one of the things that I really think about with Job, where I don't, I personally don't know that I see it that way, because I don't, Job doesn't make me question the goodness of God because of how the story ends. And I think, and I understand that is 100% a lot of what people see in Job, but there was one year in particular when I was reading it and I just had this moment of like, when I got to the end of the story, wondering, I wonder if Job would say it was worth it because at the end of it all, it's just like any relationship. I feel like when you go back and forth with someone, when you question and you're like, hey, why'd you do this? When you go through, you know, hard times in a relationship and you come out stronger, I I almost kind of see it a little bit like uh, Moses and God. You know, like we talked about at the beginning of the year, how we both struggle with the fact that Moses didn't go into the promised land, but mm-hmm. look at how close Moses and the Lord was. And so I wonder that with Job, where I'm like, I don't know if I'm making sense, but I just, I feel like at the end of the story, you can see God's goodness because he restores everything. You know, like he redeems Job. He doubles his blessing. He, you know, has really gone through it with Job and Job, you know, was mm-hmm. faithful. And then, but in the middle of the story, yeah, it's like, things aren't going well. What, mm-hmm. you know, where is the good? Yeah. Like, where's the goodness of God? So I think 
I don't even remember your question, but I just, I think that's one of the things that I, I think God has shown me in reading Job is that we're not at the end of the story. You know, like sometimes when we're mm-hmm. wondering like, God, where are you? Are you good? Why? You know, it's like, well, you know, I, I hear what you're saying and, and you're saying, you know, cause you know, the end of the story, cause we don't know the end of our story, but when we get through certain circumstances and stuff, you look back and go, Oh my goodness, I wouldn't change that for what I've learned. Or not even, not even what I've learned. It could just be with what you experienced with the Lord or what, when you're sitting with someone that just buried their child and has cancer, it's just not good to say to that person, you know, one of these days you're going to be really happy about this because you're going to see no. God work through that. You know? Right. And, and and a lot of people are like, well, why can't God not just show me who He is without going through the trouble? Why doesn't I um, know God better You know, before I go through all this time? All these things, and I think those are legitimate questions. And I think I what you're saying is true, but you know, a lot of people are like, well, why couldn't I, you know, experience God in such a way without going through what I had to go through? I mean, even though Job gets more sons and more daughters, and God doubles, you right. know, his, but he still um, lost the others. He still yeah. lost the others, and you right. can't replace that. So, I'm not trying to bring up a lot of questions or you know say that. I don't love God because I do. But what I think we have to see in this is a lot of people look at Job and say, oh, this is just all about suffering. That's why a lot of people don't want to read about Job. Right. I mean, and certainly Job not only loses his family, but he loses his reputation. Um, one of his f- so-called friends. Oh, by the way, about his friends, you know, I I look at that, Kara, and I think, I read some of the things that friends said, like, you know what, I would. I would have said that. And because we do know the end of the story, we're like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have said that or maybe I should never say that because I just want to talk a minute about their friends because really and truly, I mean, they go a long time without saying something at the very beginning. Right. I mean, can you imagine? Well, it's like, what do you say? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you think, what would you say? But I'd probably try to find something. And... You know, they stayed there for a little bit and, and didn't say anything. And then, based on their theology, and this is huge, this is very important, so y'all listen in. Based on their theology, what they were saying they thought was right. Because we've been reading, you know, up to Job, and it's like God would say, if you obey me, I'll bless you. If you do what I say that you, you know, do, God bless you. So based on their theology and the actions of God before, what they were saying is correct in their mind. Now, we find mm-hmm. out, like you said, it's at the end of the chapter. We know that we don't know what God's doing. So I think it brings up a good point is that when we sit with somebody and we talk to someone and we act like we know what God's doing based on right. our past experience or our theology, we may be wrong. Right. Well, I think that goes back to... It's like we don't we don't know what God's doing in someone no. else's story. We barely know what He's doing, and don't even know what He's we doing in our, in our own story or our lives. Amen. And so right. I feel like, yeah, like we can speak to like, okay, I know, you know, in my situation, X, Y, and Z has happened mm-hmm. before that it may not be the case, you know, for someone else, and just 
the issue that God had was not that his friends, necessarily what they said and like to Job, it was how they spoke about God. Yes. It was you, that's what made him so mad. It was so not, didn't turn out super well for them because they, they spoke, they didn't speak right of God. And I think that is, that definitely is something that we need to pay attention to of how are we, we speaking did. And not even how are we speaking, because like you said, it's coming from what they believed. But we need to be correct in our view of God. And the whole thing about this and this whole chapter and all of this is Job's view of God. Because at the very beginning, Job said to his wife, you know, she's, you know, marriage 101. Okay, why don't you just curse God and die? (laughs) That's not, you know, one of the nicest, you know, things a wife should say to their husbands. but. In their mind, is she's so miserable, and she's just like, you know, this, I just want to die. And he says, well, how can we take what is good from God and not take what's right. bad? So Job's view of God was correct. And you're right. I think that the problem, and that's what God says at the very beginning, I mean, at the very end, is you've not spoken correctly about me. It's not like you're trying to figure out what's going on with Job's life. Right. You don't know me. You're not right. talking. Yeah, and I think that's where it's like, when we are talking with people, if someone has just buried a child or whatever, it's like, I mean, there's nothing we can say. I mean, when someone's in that kind of grief, Mm -hmm. like it's not even helpful to speak, like try to figure out what's going on. You know, like, I mean, that's what I, I would assume. I've never buried a child, but I'm just thinking in my own moments of grief of like, really just like sitting with them, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. way more powerful. And, you know, and, and I think just not knowing, you know, being like, I don't know why this, I, I, I have no, you know, like, I don't I have know. no words. Yeah. yeah. They should. Yeah. Actually, their friends probably should have just kept quiet the whole time. Right. <laughs> but, but I, you know, to me, it's just like you look at this bu- uh, book and you look at Job's life and you're like, you know, God, you're doing something. I think in Jeremiah, it talks about the mysteries of God. I think there comes a time when we've got to just humble ourselves and say, God, I have no idea what you're doing, and I don't know what you're doing. I I have um, a niece, my sister's uh, granddaughter. She, you know, is in a car accident, and she lost her arm. And she said, so many people are like, oh, I bet you when you get through this, or, you know, here, now here she's got one arm, and she's having to learn how to live and do her hair, and, you know, life was and hard. She has a child. Can you mm-hmm. imagine? Well, now she does. But at the right. time, in the very beginning, she says, you know, people would say, but you're going to know God in such a way. God, you're going to really like, oh, what a testimony. And you're like, well, couldn't I have a great testimony without having to go through this accident? And I think that that's something we need to be sensitive to. And, I, and yes, we can have a testimony without having uh, go through such hard, hard times. And I think, you know, Kara, as we you know, think about Job and his life and what God, you know, finally does step in and he speaks, you know. He does, you know, say uh, at the very beginning, you know, okay, you know, all the friends had their view of what's going on. Job was complaining. Job never questioned and never uh, turned his back on God. He never walked away from, from God through all of that. But God finally speaks to Job and he says, where were you? When I created the heavens and earth. And he says, he says, okay, you've been asking a lot of questions. He says, so I want you to just, you know, you better hold on because right. I'm about to ask you a question. And I think you can look at that in two different ways as looking 
at in like a humility of like, yeah, we were not there when God created Mm -hmm. everything. And, you know, he is God. So having that perspective of remembering he is God and he is, you know, over all creation and over everything, but also God can handle your questions. Like he is not, Mm -hmm. he's fine. You can bring your doubt, bring your, like, what are you doing to God? But bring Absolutely. bring it to him, you know, like have God answer that, having have God speak into that. And and so I think that's seeing both of those things. Like, yes, God is God, but also he can handle it. He can handle your questions. You know, I, I love the fact you said that because really, Kara, this is true because we sometimes doubt God or wonder what God's doing or get angry with him. And as we've looked through all through scripture and as you read all through Scripture, God really enters into the presence uh, and really enters into our situations when we humble ourselves and go and say, God, I don't know what you're doing. I don't understand you. I know you love me, and I know you do not want me to to hurt. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and I think, I, too, like the tone, you know, it's like when you read a text mm-hmm. message, like you don't know the tone that someone's speaking right. it in. It's like sometimes I think how God responds can be read as like, like, hey, shut up, kid. I'm God. Yeah. I, you know, like, as this, like, authoritarian. Where were you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you could also read it as hell. You could read it with a loving tone of, like, hey, like, I got this. I created mm-hmm. everything. I, you know, where mm-hmm. were you? Like, where were you? Because I did the, you know, like, I mean, I don't know how he said it, but I'm just, like, I think that's part of it, too, where and probably goes back to how someone's view of God is, is how you're going to read, mm-hmm. you know, God's response to Job. But I see it as like a loving response and it has taken me a lot of years to, you know, reading Mm -hmm. Job, however many years we've read Job. I was just thinking, you know, with our doubts and questions, like God wants to be close to us. So Mm -hmm. it's not that he's just mad, like, Hey, you spoke bad about me, you know, to Job's friends, but it's like, it, it was, it would have caused a wedge. You know, I think that's like, Mm -hmm. if Job had believed maybe some of the things that, his friends had said that weren't right of God, like that could have potentially, you know, like caused a wedge between Job and God or, you know, I don't know, but. I love what you're saying. That's what God cares about. Yeah. is like our relationship with him and how we see Uh him. Cause I think when we see God in truth and who he really is, we can't help but love Mm -hmm. him. And I think that's what you're saying is reading the scriptures through understanding the heart of God. But you know what? I, I really thought about this is because, I think, you know, we get go back from the very beginning of Genesis where, you know, God created man and he wanted us. There's no reason for him. We don't bring any value to God. God is all who he is. He is the great I am. He's everything. So it's having us doesn't, you know, bring a lot of value or make God more holy because he's got us on his team or anything. But I, I think just reading that in scripture and like you said, you know, reading it through the heart of God, like you may not understand, you may question what God is doing. But when you know his heart and you know who he is, then you're like, God, I don't understand. And you're right. I think what what God, in my opinion, what I've heard is more about God going, step back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I want you to yeah. look at me, look at me. And, and I think that that's huge. Kara, you know what? I think... In chapter 42, in verse 5, it says, I have heard reports about you, but now my eyes have seen you. And I think that that's exactly kind of what we're talking about. How, you know, 
there's there's a difference in hearing about God and experiencing God. And I think that through this, when Job's gone through all of this stuff, and God obviously has just shown who he is in, in all of that. And I, and I think that's huge. I, I think we should desire to see God in our suffering. I think a lot of people like, I want to see God in my suffering. But I also think we want to see the heart of God and think, you know, I don't think you want me to suffer. I don't think you're so thrilled I'm, you know, in horrible pain. Because if you wanted to hurt me and destroy me, you'd have never sent your son to die for me. So I, I think that that's a good point. I, I want to say this, and I want to ask you about this. At the very beginning, because I know that at the very beginning, you know, if you're writing a paper, <laughs> you always put the thesis at the beginning. Like, you, what are you going to argue? What are, what are you going to write mm-hmm. about? And what are you going to prove? And at the very beginning, Satan asked the, uh, the Lord, doesn't Job just serve you for nothing? Look what all you've done. It's just all your blessings. And I think, you know, yes, this book's about suffering. And yes, definitely be very careful about how you mentor your friends and tell them what you think you know God's doing in their lives. I think all of that's in there. Yes, I think it's God's heart is in there to say, just trust me. You, you don't know now. And just like what you said about at the end, you know, we look back and go, oh, that's what God was doing. But it, it, it raises a good question that we should all answer. Do I serve God and do I love God? Because of his blessings or because of who he is. Yeah. I remember doing a, took a class in seminary on Job many years ago because I've been in seminary for many years. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're still not a doctor. Yep. Uh, and anyway, I, I don't remember. I mean, it was so long ago, but now that you're saying this, it's jogging my memory of, I think, like, I think this is what I learned. <laughs> <laughs> but I is that yeah, it's not necessarily a book about suffering. It's a book on will you serve God for nothing? Mm-hmm. And I think that I, I personally think that that question is not a one-time answer question because I think no. we are, you know, our hearts are prone mm-hmm. to wander. So I think one moment, I think moment to moment could even be have a different answer. And I think, I mean, I've had that. It's not even. Will you serve me for nothing? But it's like if you never get married, will you still mm-hmm. love me? If you if I don't Absolutely. heal this, if I don't heal this person, will you still mm-hmm. love me? If I don't if I don't do X, will you still love me? And I think and there have been, I mean, I have honestly said mm-hmm. no. I mean, I, I don't but I don't want that to be my answer. So mm-hmm. help me to know right. you in a way to where I can honestly say, like, yes, I'm not going anywhere no matter what. And God has, you know, done that in my heart. But yeah, I think that question is definitely just one of those that it's not Ongoing. a one. And, yeah. It's not a one and done question. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't personally think, um, and I haven't experienced that, but, and I think too, having the honesty of like, no, like I, I don't know that I would, but help me to. Well, there's no way we could do it without God. Right. There's no way we could continue to love God in the world that we live in right now and having to go through what we have to go through. But I will say this. I I don't know if you remember this, but you were going through a really hard time. And I was thinking, God, please, no. Like, you know, not again. 
you know, and as I was praying for you, now you of course, you don't know about that because I was praying. It was between me and God. But I'm telling you now, that's one of the things that was going on. And I said something like, Kara, how are you doing? And I don't know if you know this, but she said to me, well, I still love God. And I remember crying. I, I, I think I could start crying now. Actually, I think I am crying. Because I remember thinking, God, I don't know what you're doing. But hold on to Kara. And you did not know how, how uh, that was such an answer to my prayer. And here I am crying. Here is early morning. I'm having a good day. Uh, but, you know, it was just this whole thing is, God, I don't understand what you're doing. I don't understand why you haven't answered some of our prayers. I don't understand why you've allowed certain people Come in your life, not come in your life. I don't know why you have allowed. So I, I look at my sister with her husband and her, you know, it was her granddaughter that lost her arm. And Janice has had lymphoma and her, you know, her husband's had two kidney transplants. I mean, I feel like all the time, like this is, you know, she's like a, a modern day Job. And I know that there's a lot of prayers that, you've prayed, I've prayed, and whoever's listening, y'all prayed. And God has said no, or not only has God not said no, he might go about the opposite. And I think that, you know, what we're saying about knowing the heart of God, I'm like, God, I love my family. I love my daughter. I love my grandkids. But you love them more. And if you've allowed this, I'm just going to have to step back and be okay with it. And not be okay with them at saying that, but I'm going to trust you. And I think that that's okay. I don't think we have to be okay with evil. I don't think we have to be okay with pain and suffering. Like you said, Kara, this isn't the end of the story. And we don't know what God's going to do, but we know that once we see his face, we're like, well, okay, it was worth it. And I just think as we end this, you know, what we're talking about as y'all are entering the conversation, where are you in your life? You know, are you hurting? Or, you know, is people, you know, saying things they don't understand? You wish people could just understand what you're going through? You know, I don't know where you are. And I don't even know where I am. I just know that there's just times in our life that like Kara, like you said, God, I'm not walking away. And I just need you to hold me. And I think that that's when God steps in. When I was reading Job, I was sitting on the ocean and finishing up. I'm a little head on the reading, just mm-hmm. FYI. Yeah, I brag about it. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting there, and it was ironic. And I don't think it was ironic. I think it was just God really stilling in my heart. And I was watching the water and the waves, and it would only go so far. And I said, God, you, you did that. You determined the limits of that wave. And I turned the page, and I was right there, and the Job says, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? And I just sat there on the beach and cried, and I thought, God, I don't know what you're doing in this world. It looks awful, and I know it's coming to an end. But you're still God, and you're still on your throne. 
Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.